KTN. Connecting for positive change. Hello and welcome to our AI for Services podcast interviews. My name is Astrid Ayal and I run the AI for Services Innovation Network. AI for Services brings together AI and data high growth entrepreneurs with leading professionals and academics working in the accountancy, insurance, legal and financial services sectors. This initiative is part of the Next Generation Services Challenge program funded by UKRI and delivered by KTN. With this podcast, we want to share with our community the latest innovation projects shaping the future of the professional and financial services sectors and hear from founders who know best on what it takes to transform the sector. And it is my pleasure to welcome Sally Svertate, CEO of Regulation. Sally, welcome. Hi, Astrid. Good to to speak to you again. (laughs) Would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. Um, I'm Sally Svertate. I'm the CEO and uh, one of the co-founders of Regulation. Um, For some background, Regulation is a data tech company operating in the financial services and professional services sector. Um, I used to be a lawyer, so um, everything you will hear from me would be also tainted with the perspective of a lawyer. So before founding Regulation, I was a general counsel, head of compliance, partner in a law firm and ex-regulator. So that's a bit about me. Great. Well, it's great to catch up, Sally. Um, We last met in person um, at our legal tech matchmaking event on the 5th of March last year. I clearly remember this date because it was my last physical (laughs) event before lockdown. And the last time I commuted to London, do do you remember it well too, Sally? I do. I do. And I remember that we weren't sure who was going to be arriving or not and whether Mm. they had policies in place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they weren't supposed to go into lockdown or have meetings. I remember it very, very well. It was yeah. also my last, my last meeting. Face. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it's great to uh, catch up uh, online um, and to give a little bit of background to our listeners. Uh, you are one of the Next Generation Services Program uh, funded projects and one of the four awardees of the Enabling Data Access Competition. So could you start by uh, briefly describing your project? Sure. Um, We're developing the AIR platform. So the AIR platform is a data access utility. The the problem that was identified, which then by the the UK government and then led to the data access um, program, funding program, (laughs) was that professional services need to embrace AI. And, and by the way, they know this, uh, but they can't get over the, the massive hurdle of confidentiality of clients information and data sharing, therefore, in that context. So for legal services, confidentiality for others, it's just, you know, having to keep your customers data private and all of the GDPR regulation that come with that. So what we did was come up with a concept where the data is never shared. Um, The data is only accessed. So when we talk about data sharing, we we mean it in the context of data transfer. I know that different people mean different things when it comes to data sharing. For us, it's you had the data, you have now given the data to somebody else under whatever contractual terms. With the Air platform, you don't, you don't ever have to share that data. All you do is 
allow an algorithm to access that data and to take the learnings out of the data. So for example, a learning would be in the shape of um, in 60% of the cases, the following happened. So that's what we did. And um, the Air Platform has got um, multiple uh, next generation technologies that enable that to happen. And it is a data access utility. You can use it in any um, context where, where you need to develop um, to extract insight out of data. So for, for, we talk about um, algorithms extracting insight out of data. Okay, brilliant. Yeah. Um, and, and so on, on your website, um, I saw that you have a, a beautiful picture of a dandelion with a quote, inspired na by nature, realized by technology. Um, so can you perhaps explain a little bit more about the analogy? And you also mentioned that you are um, using various technologies to create um, that um, dynamic and, and secure ecosystem. Um, so perhaps also tell us yeah. a little bit more about the technology that you use. Okay. So the, uh, by the way, the question about the dandelion is a really good one. So um, the reason that we looked at the dandelion and we, and we do genuinely believe that technology has got to achieve a natural balance. So for example, in the context of the uh, platform, there has to be a balance between the interests of the few and the interests of the many. So, for example, the interests of the few are the professional services companies that need to develop a new AI product. The interests of the many are all of their clients who, and, and the data is the client's data, really. So you've got to achieve that. You also have to achieve a balance between private enterprise. So that's, again, professional services benefiting from this and regulatory requirements. So that's, again, the regulators looking at the public sector side of it, so the obligations towards the consumers, the obligations, you know, um, um, supporting an entire system, not just um, the interests of the few versus the interests of the many. So really the dandelion is all about us building mechanisms for the entire community to, mm. I'm not going to call it self-regulate, but actually work in a harmonious way. Mm. So that's, um, that's the, that's the approach. And that's why we, we really do think, um, in natural terms, then in terms of technology, really it, it's about the right technology in service of the objective. So you see a lot of companies talk about the technology first. We're actually not about technology first. We are a deep tech company, but we are not about the technology first. Technology is just, a, it's just another tool, but it's a different kind of tool. And we're lucky that we have much better tools today than we had 20 years ago. So the technology that we use, we've got blockchain, we've got um, your, you know, machine learning with multiple mm -hmm. algorithm, algorithms, we've got federated learning, encryption, uh, differential privacy. I could go on. Yeah, yeah. But that actually doesn't <laughs> matter so much. Uh, okay, no. So it's just the combination and what 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 is what is needed to be used uh, rather than trying to plug any technology into something, right? Exactly. Uh, when we're not a technology looking for a yeah. problem. We're a problem who's got a technological <laughs> solution. Yeah. But I love the 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 analogy of the dan 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 the 
lion. You say it much better than me. I think I say it with a terrible <laughs> French accent. <laughs> um, and um, I saw this summer that uh, Asha joined uh, your consortium, which was uh, fantastic news. Um, can you tell us, tell us a little bit more about who, who your partners are? Sure. So our, our, our collaborators at, at um, Project Start Date were the Financial Conduct Authority, um, a, a top tier bank that still doesn't let us talk about them, but they're okay. in the project. <laughs> <laughs> Ashurst, who's a law firm, Wilson Wright, an accountancy firm, and Oasis LMF, which is a insurance loss modeling framework mm-hmm. that is funded by, I think, about 20 of the largest insurers um, globally. So we, we and, and again, that goes back to the dandelion, is mm-hmm. that we, we don't believe in R&D, pure R&D for R&D's sake. You have to take your customers on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it was important, very important to us that we um, created something with the customers mm-hmm. along that journey, giving us feedback. It's a complete iterative loop, really. Yeah. Oh, great. And you have such a, um, you know, you have all the professional and services uh, representative uh, in your consortium. So that's great to get the different perspective from the different sectors, subsectors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And the regulator and the regulator, mm, and the because, regulator yeah. because ultimately you can't really talk about data access without having a regulator. Mm. Um, not, I wouldn't say on board necessarily, but actually um, review, assess, provide feedback, provide guidance then to the, to the firms that they regulate. It's very important to have the regulator on the journey. Yeah, and we're so lucky to have the FCA, which is in the UK, you know, really open to innovation and mm. uh, and being part also of of, of that journey. Yeah, and and talking about journey, I, I I wanted to hear a bit more about your story. So you mentioned that you know you 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 were a lawyer, um, and um, and and I think it's really important, especially you know coming from a, a woman entrepreneur and CEO. You know how how did you get where you are today? Okay. Um... It's a journey. I don't think you wake up in the morning and you say, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to try and change the world. It doesn't quite happen like that. (laughs) An inside story, which by the way, I don't think I've told you before, but I started the company when I was three months pregnant. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was a little bit crazy. Um, So the, the, Jokes aside, um, mm-hmm. it just happened naturally. So, um, as a government advisor, because I was also a government advisor when I was when I was a partner in a law firm, mm-hmm. um, you you advise governments on macro strategies. So you start to look at macro. As a regulator, you also look at macro, and then. In my practice, I used to advise um, fintech companies, regtech companies, etc., because it was a financial services regulation practice. Mm-hmm. And um, what I used to do was, I mean, in, in that journey, I used to interact with the technology a lot. Mm-hmm. I, so it became very obvious to me that um, the volume of data, the, the level of complexity, the um, the way the world was going, the cycles of disruption that were getting shorter and shorter, the fact that the technology was getting better and better, it was very obvious to me that the only way that I was going to help the services or at least provide services better was to do it through technology. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that that happened quite naturally because I was in on the global innovation board of uh, the law firm where I practiced, and we had um, a collaboration to develop technology with University College London, and that's where I met my co-founders. So we, <clears throat> in fact, our first project was a collaboration between that law firm, um, the UCL, and the FCA. And, right. and that that's how we got started. So I started by doing tech, and then I realized that tech was what I wanted to do um, and I moved on to it so it was oh, really so it's so yeah so it's almost like you the path was 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 made for you but you had to still take it and and what a inspiration that you were three months pregnant and still carry carried on on that path uh, yeah yeah I have, a, I have a wonderful husband <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all need one of those <laughs> yes we do <laughs> Um, and and uh, what what would you say your biggest um, achievement has been uh, since starting uh, regulation? Um, starting as a founder when you have no track record is quite a difficult thing to do because you're convincing people to trust you along the way. And that is really everybody. It's from your co-founders, from your staff, from your investors, from your first commercial customers. There's a lot of, uh, so for me personally, I find, I feel that this is an achievement for us as a, as a company, um, to have come up with the concept of the air platform you know, during that innovation lab that, that you hosted and that, well, not you hosted, mm -hmm. you actually put together. Mm -hmm. And then to have gotten to the point where we've got people who want to be customers who are piloting our solutions, who really love what we've, mm. what we're doing and who are now with us for the long term. That is a, a massive achievement, especially during the pandemic. Because mm. we effectively started our project in the uh, in April, which was right in the middle of lockdown one, uh, April 2020. Yeah. To have to have done all of this in the context of a pandemic, I'm extremely proud of what we've done and of my team. Well, it's been amazing to to follow your journey, um, and and you know also, um, I mean, you you mentioned the the innovation lab, um, and. Um, You know, I've experienced that probably the, the professional services sector can be quite resistant for change, I would say. Um, so, you know, what, what has been your experience um, and, and, and what has been your biggest frustration uh, so far? Um, so the professional services are resistant to change. I agree. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a reason why they're resistant to change. Number one, and, and I might be debunking some myths here. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's because they don't want technology. I think it's, they do want technology, but they are very precise in their requirements and they're very demanding in their requirements because they have very high obligations imposed mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily call that a frustration, I suppose, because I was them. So I come to the table with that kind of mentality or that kind of approach. I, I have that understanding. What is more of a frustration is the fact that, um, our technology leapfrogs existing technology. What that means is that everybody that we talk to has to come along with us on an education journey mm -hmm. and then budget cycles get in the way. Because 
it's like, you know, you've already gotten on a train and that train is going somewhere. And now you're being asked to come off at a different station and possibly change trains. That that takes a bit of a leap of faith and that takes a lot of talking and educating and, and, and. Um, to be fair, the people that we're working with, um, I'm very proud of them. They, they are enlightened. That's why they came on, on the journey with us. So mm. there are people out there um, I suppose as a lawyer, you don't necessarily get frustrated. You just take it into in your stride. Do you see what I mean? Yes, I see what you mean. Um, and 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 probably it's what makes the the journey even more exciting is that um, it's not it's not an an easy sector to 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 do R and D and innovation in. But when when you get it right and and when you see the progress, it makes it even more rewarding, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's a virgin, it's a virgin market, really, if you think mm-hmm. about it. Professional services hasn't been tackled, really. No. Well, it's the first time that uh, UKRI has a specific program uh, for, for this sector. Um, so I think when you think of ID, you think more about the, the traditional um, sectors. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, my, my job is to speak to people like you to see if I can help facilitate connections. Um, and, and I often talk to innovators um, or founders who are at the start of their journey and need some advice. Um, so um, as someone who has you know, already achieved so much, what, what advice would you give someone starting uh, their tech startup in, in this sector? Um, the first thing I would say is don't go and create technology for the sake of technology. That That's mm-hmm. never going to work. Um, and talk to lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Every conversation will teach you something. Um, and advice is a very difficult one because everybody just recognize that everybody will give you advice. That is what happened to them. And that's through their lens. They're not being malicious. They're just, you know, telling you what their experience is. So, um, don't take it personally. Don't take anything yeah. personally. Mm. Don't take anything personally. Mm. Nothing can be taken personally. <laughs> Your customers telling you no can't be taken personally. Your development team mm. uh, not doing... Mm. You cannot take anything personally. This is a very, very long and arduous journey. Mm. It's not for the faint-hearted, but mm. if you are one of those people who would like to embark on that journey, there is nothing in life like it. I, I, I don't, being able to see, um, something that exists in your head, then become a reality. There is nothing more rewarding than that. Mm. So, but, but be, you know, don't, it's not, it's not, there's a lot of pain in there, uh, mm. but it is very rewarding. Mostly talk to people, um, and don't have an ego. Yeah, and to take it as constructive feedback to 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 think to 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 change your thinking and 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 I think that's what that's a little bit what happened at the innovation lab uh, that you were referring to, yeah. uh, where you just <laughs> you just um, you know have have to change what 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 you originally thought to just um, you know to be successful. So the reason that Astrid and I are laughing, <laughs> there is an inside story here. I think it's, it's relevant, is because at the at the innovation lab, um, I wanted to leave on the first day, and on most of the second day, out of three days, 
<laughs> because you had a, you had a number of people around the table, and it 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 was just different perspectives clashing. But and and this actually is the point. In those mm. clash of perspectives was the gem, and it was necessary to go through that to come up with the gem. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. <laughs> As you say, no pain, no gain. Yep. Um, but yeah, thank you, Sally. It's been a real pleasure uh, speaking with you. Uh, where, where can our listeners connect you online? Um, on LinkedIn. So they can find mm. me on LinkedIn. Um, you can, I think, can you show the um, address, email address or anything or the the, um, the website? website? I'll put the website, yeah, it's regulation.com. Com, is it or yes, dot, yes. yeah dot com yeah dot com exactly so Great. just reach out anytime and on linkedin absolutely feel free to reach out i'll always answer brilliant um, um yep. and one last question um that i'm asking every guest um at ktn our purpose is to create diverse connections to drive positive change mm. so i wanted to ask you who is the one person you would love to meet uh, before you die and why um Okay. I think I have a, I have a challenge with the premise of that question. Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see the lawyer in me, can't you? Sure. Um, <laughs> so, so my, um, it, it assumes that there is one person that I, that is more important than others, which is not true. And this is why I have a, I have an issue with the premise of that question. I think I learn a lot from talking to people. Every interaction I have is a learning opportunity. And that really could be anything. I mean, I have learned so much from my daughter who is three. Mm. <laughs> Everything is a learning opportunity. Um, mm. I would say read. I wouldn't say the one person that you would love to meet. I'd say read as many books as you, as you can, because the person who wrote the book has taken the time to articulate their thinking in depth and that's really where the gems are rather than in a, in a, in a single conversation. Well, and also I think the seren, what you're saying is that there's a bit of serendipity as well. And the yeah. people that come across your way, you, you need to take the most of the people that you meet rather than trying to meet someone that, you know, perhaps... You, you, you thought would be good, but when you meet them, no, maybe, maybe don't bring you that much. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. No, no, that's true. Anyway, well, um, thank you uh, so much, Sally. At KTN, our purpose is to create diverse connections to drive positive change. Thank you for joining me. And to our listeners, uh, check our webpage, aiforservices.org. Share this recording with your colleagues, your friends, and I see you next time. KTN, connecting for positive change.